When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You are now listening to bonus episode from Carl and J Man Save the World podcast. I am your host. The five-star, five-diamond chef, J-Man. And the with me is recovered camera addict, Carl. <laughs> well, you know, you know, that uh, addiction is a very strong word to say. It, it is a very strong <laughs> thing to say. And uh, while the addiction episode is uh, performing oh, yeah. pretty well. Oh, yeah, it is. Another thanks to uh, Joe Baca out there who... Uh, uh, shared his story, uh, was courageous and, you know, put it all out there for some of the experiences that he went through. And oh, yeah. We got a lot of responses, a lot of people telling us that uh, the waterworks were definitely flowing. But thanks to the jokes that uh, you and I were cracking that they were able to get it through. Kind of leveled it off. Through. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> and so big shouts out to them. And so we're finishing up uh, season four. Yeah, we just finished up season four. We just finished up yeah. season four. Just wanted to give you all a bonus episode just to uh, end, end the season on a, on a happier um, note. On I this guess, lovely on, Monday day. On here. this lovely Monday day. And so we definitely thank you all out there for uh, listening in to the podcast, continuing our uh, the support that you've been giving oh, us. Oh, yeah, yeah. And so for today, what we're going to do with the uh, podcast is that it's going to be a, a listener's episode in a way. Oh, yeah. It is going to be one of those days where a lot of you listeners out there asked asked us a bunch of questions and we're going to go ahead and answer all of your questions or try to answer as many questions as we can within this 30 minute uh, segment here. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, throughout, throughout our journey podcasting, right? Like we yeah. get tons of suggestions. We get tons of suggestions from the listeners about uh, what it is that we should talk about. And, you know, sometimes we do run with those ideas and sometimes they make it, but definitely given the opportunity for everybody out there that does listen to us to kind of, uh, uh, ask us any type of questions that they want to or for us to speak on any of these topics that people are wondering about. And so I did post a sticker through Instagram on the story. So thank you for everybody that uh, responded to it. Definitely. We made that post on Facebook. And so, you know, this was one of the first things that popped up when I when I made those posts. But uh, tour guides on the Hopi Reservation. What do you think about tour guides on the Hopi Reservation? <laughs> tour. Where, where, where are those? Who are those tour guides? Where do they come from? Where do they go? I mean, out here on the reservation, I think everybody can be uh, a tour guide here. So if you if you really if you really really want to do that, so I'm pretty sure that I could be a tour guide. So 
<laughs> do you do tour guiding? Have I you do. ever? I, I've have done, you ever toured anybody around? Yeah, before? yeah. I tour them around my house. You know, he's like, hey, if you see a piece of trash, pick it up. You know, just make sure that we kind of clean around here while I'm touring you guys around. Who are you touring around? I'm touring around Bahamas, of course. <laughs> it's the only people that you tour around, right? Because, uh, well, I, I guess there are places that you can get tours. You can get tours up at Walpi. I think that you can even get tours down at Oraibi. At least once upon a time, I think they did offer really some sort of services. Or at least I, I thought that they did. Maybe I'm wrong on that. But I know through um, your old work at uh, Monkopi Developers Corporation, yeah. specifically yeah. through the hotel, that they do offer tour services. <laughs> and, you know, I'm not entirely sure exactly where it is that they tour folks around, but that, that service does exist. I, I, I want to ask the listeners if any Hopis took that tour before. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, uh, but I guess it can be controversial, right? Because yeah. Because, you know, like how we're taught to kind of respect um, our villages and respect, you know, some of the things that we talked about it tons on the podcast. Yeah, yeah. About being exploited by the white man and yeah. you know, having a lot of our ceremonies, a lot of those things depicted and being up in museums and some of the, you know, what it is, the rites that our uh, religious leaders, our, our spiritual leaders conduct. But you know what? I actually played tour guide once too as well. Really? I did. <laughs> because um, once upon a time, you know, I did work for ASU and yeah. then I also yeah. was a graduate student at ASU. And so um, one of the offices that I worked for, they did... Um, a lot of workings with the athletic program at yeah. ASU. And so we would do these summer type of uh, retreats, I guess, with some of the actual athletes from ASU. And so you had athletes from softball, you had athletes from basketball, uh, different sports. And so they would kind of partner with us. And so we get a bunch of native students and we take them to the reservations and just kind of show them reservation life. And uh, <laughs> a part of it is, you know, doing some community service on the res. And so we did some of that community service, but we came out here to Hopi. And then they asked me, they said, you know, Hey, uh, J-Man, do you know of any dances that are going on yeah, that yeah. we can, you know, take the group to? And I thought in my head, like, oh, my God, I cannot believe they're asking me this. And, I, you know, I'm thinking about it, you know, thinking I'm going to be a team player. Yeah. And so I said, you know, I think there's a dance in K-Town <laughs> where, where, where my wife's from. And but she, she wasn't the res famous wife at that time. She was the res famous girlfriend at that time. And so I asked her, I said, hey, we have this bus full of. ASU athletes and, and some of them are behind this. Yeah. Some of them are behind this. And then a part of it too was just native students that were ASU students. And so we took them there to K Town. And I remember just feeling so uncomfortable <laughs> touring this big group of people around. Because then, you know, if you're, you're you come to our summer dances, like, you know, people a certain type of people stand out. Yeah, Basically, yeah. if you're not brown, like, you stand out. Yeah. <laughs> you stand out. And so we had this huge group with us, and I remember thinking in my head, like, oh, my God, I cannot believe I'm doing this. Everyone's going to be talking about me after this. <laughs> like, Sita just brought all these people, all these Bahamas from ASU and took them to the dance at Cape Town. <laughs> <laughs> it was funny, though, because I had a buddy with me who was also Hopi and you know, a yeah. student at ASU, too. And we were kind of addressing the group, kind of letting them know, OK, you know, to be respectful, this is what you do. This is this is what you don't do. And my buddy told them with a stern face, he said, and if any of you guys have any questions, don't ask them. <laughs> <laughs> and so that was my experience being a tour guide. Oh, my God. Well, you know, there I think there are still tour guides out here. I don't know if they they still in 
in uh, in business, but I'm pretty sure that they're, you know, since since because of this COVID lockdown thing is happening, I'm pretty sure they just kind of went out of business. Not unless they're touring the uh, local Hopi elders around the, the village. <laughs> <laughs> to, to remind them to what, rem- what, what their youthful days are. <laughs> yeah, like. exactly. Remember you used to jump off this rock over here? Remember you used to be able to walk through here on your own? <laughs> Okay, so we can move on to... All right, uh, let's go. Here's another question. This is one of the first ones that came into from the Instagram. It's, uh, what is something you want to accomplish with the CJ podcast? Oh, my God. I think... What what are our goals to accomplish with the CJ podcast? I don't don't know if we uh, talked about that before, remember? Because we did a reflection episode. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I... I don't know if we did talk about it, but I think the goal is just to keep entertaining people and then just to keep on trying to to make sure that your lives aren't boring <laughs> without us. So, I mean, it, it's it's a weird kind of thing that we're doing because I don't for 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 a while i just didn't have like a goal to go to there uh-huh. was yeah i thought this was just going to be some sort of fun thing that yeah. we're going to go through and you know hey let's just talk about random crap here let's talk about shooting each other with bb guns <laughs> and and i never knew that this was going to be a big big podcast here on the reservation and we are actually the number one hopi podcast here on the hopi reservation i think we're the only podcast no, we're, on we're number one. I can say we're number one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you, you can uh, attack Carl for that if he's uh, wrong on that, although I, I don't think he is. But yeah, you would give an answer like that. You know what my goal is? My goal is I want to get paid to be paid, on this paid podcast. to do this i mean i you know a lot of the stuff that that we are getting like the money and wise you know it, it's all it's all paying for like all the stuff uh-huh. that we're doing right now and we think we think a lot of the our patronage that we're doing a lot of this stuff here so oh definitely and yeah then, and then the adage is true that we said before that you know not a single dime that's donated or the sponsorship money goes into your or my pockets, but it definitely goes to uh, equipment expansion. Oh yeah, and we've actually been able to bring on some people too and hire them and pay them and pay yeah to, to be able to do some of this stuff. And I think that that's a, a pretty worthwhile uh, venture because then you're providing employment to the local folks around here that want to be involved with the podcast. So. I think definitely that would be something I would like to do is to hire more people. Oh, yeah. I think we are kind of creating a little bit of jobs for them. Although, you know, I'm very, very picky of people that that who I like to hire because uh, not a lot of you out there know how to work a a cinema camera or work a lot of uh, the sound devices here that we use. So, you know. I mean, a lot of the stuff that we do use here on CJ Podcast is very, very high tech and which costs a lot of money. Yeah, it does. Yeah. I mean, a lot of this stuff before we even got sponsorships, you know, I paid for it through my own pocket. And I'm going to yes, keep Carl, bring, we know and, and I'm going to keep bringing that up because you haven't paid sh- crap on this thing here. <laughs> the listeners know that I brought the party. <laughs> And I you're, brought the sponsors. You're you're that one guy that brings like a single bottle of um of beer, and then the rest of, just brings like the five pack because you just took it out of the six pack there. That is not <laughs> me, Carl. <laughs> and you just show up. You just put like a little bow on there. It's like I showed up. I brought something to the party. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so but that that would be our goal. But then here's another one too, and I think that this is kind of an interesting one. Okay, it's uh, this is comes from Instagram. It says. Uh, what the public thinks about the Rangers taking over the police program 
and how the response is on the reservation. Um, we have rangers. Yeah. Like uh, Power Rangers. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, you're 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 tucked up inside under uh, so speech. So, you know, I, I doubt that you'd be out and really realizing that, you know, there's stuff going on outside of Solus house to, <laughs> to understand that there, there is a need for law enforcement, that there is a, a need. And so I think really what that question relates to is that very recently the tribe took over its own um, law enforcement and response services. Yeah. Which previously was being funded by the BIA. And so you had all of those BIA police that were out here patrolling. And then, you know, the fact that the tribe took over its own care of that sort of service for the community. And, you know, I think that at least if you're trying to find something positive about that, it's really that the tribe's trying to take initiative to take care of us out here and to have a little bit more control. But then, you know, like the, I think that the law enforcement is highly criticized on the reservation, wouldn't you say? Oh yeah. Yeah, it is. Because, um, because they were called the, uh, Hopi Rangers or the Mm -hmm. Hopi Rangers. And now it's called the Hopi law enforcement thingy, (laughs) something like that. I think it's like that. And, uh, I think, I think the, you know, the, the whole idea behind, behind creating a, it's just a single unit force, I guess you could say. It's just to combat or just to kind of separate them from the range. I don't know if they still do the ranger kind of thing, do they? Do they still look after the cows and the little horsies? Well, well, I mean, I think that the rangers are the police now. I know, I know they are, but they're not calling themselves the rangers. But are they still doing that? I have no idea. Yeah, that's something I that no we, we have to look into. I'm not too sure about that question there. Because <laughs> I have no, I have nothing I was, to say about I was about, about <laughs> to say that. just shows you all how knowledgeable Carl is about things that go on in his backyard. And some of you wanted to vote him in as the godfather. I am the godfather, of, of that's Hopi why. podcasting. And so, you know. Probably the godfather is, of is them, the, too. Is the egg yolk on your face if you're the one that... Um, Made made that uh, election to get him in there. Well, let's let's ask a, let's let's propose let's, one, read one of these questions. Okay, that read, you might read the one that's from a little Carl. bit more about. We're not doing that question. <laughs> okay, here's a simple one. Simple. All right, one. go ahead. Um, men and women's health. Men and women's health out here. I, I guess so. That's all it says is men and women's health. Hmm. I guess you could say. I, I assume you know what men are. Yeah, I assume you know what yeah. women are. Yeah, pretty and much. We I all assume took the, you understand. We all the took the sixth grade class. <laughs> <laughs> we all took the sixth grade uh, sex ed class. We, we, we all learned how to put condoms on bananas. <laughs> so I'm pretty sure we all we already know what <laughs> men and women are. <laughs> but I guess the men and women's health out here, there's not a lot that's going on. We do have that. Um, uh, what what are they called? The Hopi. Um, the running group up there or the wellness center. Yeah. Yeah. The wellness center. We have the wellness yeah, center. The I don't wellness know if that's center. open still. Is that still I, open? I, I have no idea. So I, I, I wouldn't imagine that it is. You know, people out there make a question. Just don't write a statement. <laughs> um, I guess men and women's health is something that we need to address out here a little bit more. Maybe. Well, I guess what, what would you say are the issues? Mm. What would you say are, what are we doing right? What are we doing wrong? Well, I'm pretty sure that we're doing you, some. You see what I did there, Carl? It's called thinking. thinking. Yeah. All right. Well, I know you don't do a whole lot of that. So you know what? You can go back home. <laughs> <laughs> I guess you could say we're doing right is that um, 
Uh, we're making Piccadilly's a lot more smaller now. <laughs> uh, they're coming in smaller cups now rather than the big, big uh, 44 ounces that we used to get. <laughs> There's this push for more organic pickles. <laughs> we're using a sugarless, um, uh, what is it? The sugarless. Um, Sh- sugar-free syrup. The sugar-free syrup now. <laughs> Vendors are using the diabetic Kool-Aid. <laughs> the diabetic Kool-Aid. We're using organic uh, spring water for our ice now. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what we're doing out here for men and women's health. I mean, I'm I'm one of the most unhealthy people out here. You know, I, even though I say that we got to run, we got to, we're runners and we're, you know, we're planters out here. And <laughs> You know, that's so funny that, that, that the fact that you say that because yeah. I'm like that, like we as Hopis, we love to talk about how important farming and planting is in our culture. We love to talk about how important running is intertwined with not only our culture, but our religion. But the fact is a lot of us are 200 pounds plus and, you know, we're (laughs) sitting there with our arms over our ponos talking about, you know, this is what Hopi life is about. (laughs) This is who we are. It's crazy because that's basically how we are. And, you know, when we go down and plant corn, um, we do it with a tractor now. We I, we hardly do it by hand now. Yeah, a lot of people do it by tractors now. And and then we say that oh, we're being traditional, you know, because we're we're uh, you know we're we're baslawa with the tractor and uh, you know all these dif- different things like that. But yet we're 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 sitting on a tractor w- without even uh, exercising <laughs> with, with our uh, Bud Light and the <laughs> Bud <cup> Light. <laughs> One of those hats that have the mist that comes out. <laughs> Mine is the, I put it around my neck and it kind of shoots up the, <laughs> the nice little misty thing. <laughs> I have my cool rag. Remember that frog, the frog rag yeah. or what it was called? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but okay, let's, let's, let's uh, answer uh, another question. Okay, go ahead. Okay. And then, so uh, next question, we'll move on and, and we'll, we'll answer another question. All right. And uh, this question comes from uh, another podcast. All right. Um, I think that some of you all out there have heard of them. Some of you maybe have not. Uh, your, your auntie's favorite podcast. Okay. And, you know, if you're interested in, in hearing that, then, you know, they're available in all the ways that we're available as well through Apple Podcasts, Spotify, etc. And so I do know that some of our listeners listen to their podcast. Yeah, yeah. What do you think of those guys? Uh, you know, those guys are pretty good. Those guys are pretty funny. They're very controversial about dif- different topics that they that they bring out towards the Navajo and the Indian res- reservations. So, I mean, they're doing a, they're doing a good job of creating a lot of hate towards them. it's it's uh well well you know they 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 said you know ask ask your listeners you know what they think about the toxic podcast called your auntie's favorite podcast and um why why people love them so much (laughs) and you know they they do talk about us on their podcast they've mentioned us several times and oftentimes it's unflattering yeah and so and you know i I do know that our listeners listen to them because some of the listeners will hit me up and you know oh i listen to your to your friends the the the, your auntie's favorite podcast and you know for those of you that don't know it's four guys yeah Uh, the the urban nate the urban Navajo podcast is what I call them. They're, they're four guys. And, you know, the interesting thing is that, you know, because uh, they call themselves uncles, you know, because that's a term. Yeah. That's, um, I guess, developed through the youth on, on indigenous uh 
in the indigenous communities or whatever. But then, you know, like by Hopi standards, what they say is that um, you're not really considered an adult until you're a man that's raising families. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. why I always talk shit to you about, you know, you still being a little boy. And so they call themselves uncles, but really it's a podcast full of nephews by that standard. <laughs> You know, the, the Yaf guys out there, um, you know, they're doing a good job of, of everything. And I'm pretty sure that they have a lot of listeners uh, that are supporters of them, I guess you could say. Uh-huh. And uh, if they if they have uh, 30,000 plus downloads, uh, 30, yeah, 30,000 plus downloads, then um, they could be in, be in our ballgame. So. <laughs> But, you know, that, that, that's uh, some free free advertisement for you boys. Uh, you know, you're welcome. Next time I expect a check. So, uh, <laughs> and so uh, that, that's the, the, their question. And then here's, here's another question that I think that might be good to answer. It's uh, what are the roles of uncles in regards to discipline? Oh, my God. I mean, out here on the Hopi Reservation. Because we've talked about it a little yeah, bit. Yeah, we, we talked about that a lot. Or well, a little bit. And I did relate that story about well, my uncle uh, rolling me in the snow. And um, I don't know if I said that to you before, did I? No, I don't think so. You know, I respect my uncle. I respect my uncle a lot because he was the one that did teach me a lot of the Hopi stuff. And in the Hopi religion, you're supposed to be taught by your uncles about the, the history of Hopi and how Hopi is supposed to be, you know, and, and how, how we're supposed to conduct ourselves. And why is that? And because he's the clan, he's the clan uh, leader, I guess you could say, of your family. And with without that uncle, you have really no guidance of where you want to be at. So I, I, I do respect my uncle because of that. You know, he is he is a leader, and he is he is somebody that you could kind of look up to, even though I'm just waiting. For him to get old so I can roll him in his wheelchair down a very, very <laughs> long cliff <laughs> because he's he's been, uh, you know, um, you know, a burden on my childhood back in the day. So, you know, and, and I guess that's all that's what uncles are. You know, they they're the ones who like tease you. They're the ones who kind of pick on you. They're the disciplinary people that do that. And yeah, I was rolled in the snows. I had water poured on me when I was sleeping, you know, all those different mm-hmm. things like that. And well, I guess, you know, one of the lessons that you hear too, by the, by the old people, yeah. by, by, by the elders is that sometimes you'll, you'll hear the comment that for Hopi boys, that in a way you're supposed to be closer to your uncle than you are supposed to be with your own father. Yeah. Yeah, because your father is just there to provide a, a roof over your head, and he was supposed. And he's basically there to provide food for you and uh, shelter, and uh, that's pretty much it. And your uncle's supposed to take over uh, all the a Hopi lot of the duties. education yeah. stuff. And the reason why it's that way it's because of how our clanship system is. Oh that, yeah, that we mentioned before that we are a matrilineal society, and that all of the clans that are out here on Hopi that in the Hisset time and the long long ago that each one of them had a duty pertaining to the village, and it was from your own uncle who was the same clan as you would teach you what your clan duties are. And what your responsibilities are towards the village being based off of whatever clan it is that you are. And so that's the reason why that your uncle carries such an important role in a, in a young boy's life. Oh, yeah, yeah, that is very, very true. So I think that, you know, to answer that question is, yes, uncles are a great big part of, of Hopi knowledge and Hopi tradition there. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. And then uh, should we move on to some more? Some yeah, more yeah. I think we have enough time for maybe uh, three questions. We're actually burning through these pretty quickly. I thought okay. that we're going to be able to get to all of them. But <laughs> here, here's another one that you like, Carl. Just just a real broad statement, not even a question. Hopi musicians. <laughs> um, good for them. <laughs> <laughs> do, do you know any Hopi musicians? Not off the back of my head or hand or head or however you say that. Don't, don't you don't you have a clan brother out there that does the rock stuff? You remember? Yeah, uh, yeah, he used to do that. Yeah, with, yeah. with the the Yodis, the Yodis. Yeah, yeah, he used to do that. I don't know if he still does that. Not too sure, but yeah, hope he, uh, you know, hope he musicians are one of the the few that are out here that actually do like do a lot of the, um, what is it? The Bahana music. The Bahana music. Yeah. Or what about the Hopi Klansmen? Oh yeah. The Hopi Klansmen. Are, are they still around? Are they still a thing? <laughs> if the Hopi Klansmen are still around, hit us up. You know, we like to hear some of your stuff. C- create some intro music. Yeah. Create us. some intro music for us. I don't know. Then remember there was a Hopi reggae guy too. Uh, Casper. Casper. Oh yes, yeah. Casper, the friendly, uh, friendly Hopi Indian. L- Lomatafki or something. <laughs> Or Lomatawa, was that his last name, Lomatawa? I think every Hopi girl around here has his CD. <laughs> I thought you were going to say every Hopi girl out here probably lost their virginity <laughs> to his him. music. <laughs> his music, I'm pretty sure. What is it? <laughs> Whatever he says. That or, um, remember I told you that there was a rapper too called Yaiva? A Hopi rapper. Uh, there's this was, a rapper? This was probably like in the 90s, oh, maybe like really? the late 90s, yeah. 2000s. But there was <laughs> a guy, um, I think he was from K-Town. Oh, really? Yeah, Yaiva. Yaiva. I never heard of yeah, that one so, before. So Yaiva, if you're still out there, man, uh, drop us a beat. And yeah. You know, we'll, we'll put it on the podcast. I'll rap with you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And so I, I guess those are all the Hopi musicians that we know of. Yeah. Or at least Hopis that are tied into music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and and if 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 we miss the name, let let us know in uh in in our uh, DMs. Yeah, the DMs. This is actually a pretty good question right here. Uh, thoughts on villages starting to have social dances again too soon or okay to do so? Um, if you're referring to like the COVID, yeah, uh, I, I think that's like, what it's referencing. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, no, no, I, I I don't think so. I mean, we're supposed to still do our hopey duties no matter what. Just do it with caution, I guess. So so you're saying that, yes, it's, you think it's okay to do that? It's so. okay to do that. Yeah, we're still hopey. We're not, you know, we, uh, you know, we're, we're individuals out here. We, we don't follow the, the government's kind of plan out here. So I, I thought you were going to say we're individuals out here. We don't listen to the Mungwis anymore. <laughs> That's pretty true too. So <laughs> that that one that one is a tough one because then I, I think people out here are starting to feel a lot more safer. Yeah. Especially that the uh, vaccine is available. But I, I think that you do have some out there that are still very much frightened. Oh yeah. Especially folks that might not have be in the best um, of health conditions and the most ideal of health conditions. And I know that at least for my village, I think that they've already proclaimed that there's probably not gonna be anything going on this year. But you do have some villages that are talking about having stuff. And so, you know, that one's kind of a tough one because then on the one end, I do feel like that if we do have so much faith in our Hopi ways, then we should continue to do them, you know, because if you have faith in it, then that means that you're going to be protected. Oh, yeah. Yeah, exactly. But then, you know, it's this other side of fear that arises from the Pahana side. 
and and the fact that you know you do see you have seen the impacts of what COVID has done to our communities, and so I, I think that that's kind of a real tough one to to make a decision on. So thank God I'm not in that seat to make so these types of you know. It, so whoever asked that question out there, I mean, yeah, you could if it's your hopey duty to do so, go ahead and go watch the dance, go ahead and participate in the ceremonies. But if you are gonna have a COVID dikive. Don't go Facebook live. <laughs> Don't go Facebook live. You know, but just just be just be safe, I guess. I mean, there's nothing much more we can do. <laughs> <laughs> so if we got time for one more, I'd like to do one more. I yeah, think yeah, this, we I, actually do have time I, for I, one I more. I think this question's a really good one. It says, uh, how about talking about what's the best route to learning Hopi? <laughs> um let's see. There's uh ha- has it changed or does it need to change? Has the Volatition of people been downgraded because they need a renewal. I don't quite understand what that last sentence means, but mm. I think I understand what the second sentence is, is because when we've talked about this very little, but not to a degree, is that um, the old way of our perception of how Hopi should be learned. Yeah. And uh, a lot of old Hopis believe that Hopis should be learned in the homes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And and so you do kind of have this small pocket. I think, you know, and you've mentioned this a lot, and I definitely do believe it's true that as time progresses, that people will be more open to how we go about being Hopi. But then I think for when you do still have people that still kind of have this factory setting mindset, this quote unquote traditional mindset that you did have a lot of people that were against the schools teaching Hopi. There is, there is that, that whole controversy too. It's like, how come you're teaching my kid uh, first Mesa language if or, they're third Mesa yeah, kids? And, yeah. you know, it has that whole controversy. And I, I just say that we're all Hopi. We all, uh-huh. we all make that. We're all, we, are, we all know how to speak Hopi. If you're, if you're a Hopi, then you should know how to speak Hopi. But a lot of us don't. Yeah, and, a lot and, of this. And that was the, where the question came from. So, I mean, and, there, and the second part of the question was that, like, like, does our perception of how learning Hopi, does that need to change? And I, I think it does if we want the language to survive. Like how? I mean, like, because I don't know how you learned Hopi. I learned Hopi through So and Kwa. I learned through tapes. I learned uh, through uh, that Rosetta, movie. Rosetta Stone. Uh, that movie Thunderheart. It's, Remember? It's It's quite that movie Thunderheart with Val Kilmer. There's no Hopi spoken in yeah, there. Yeah, remember there's no, that there one Hopi guy it? in there. Or was that the other movie? Um, oh, my God. Skinwalkers or that Skinwalker movie. I think that uh, I'm going to start applications are going to be opening up for a co-host <laughs> to the, uh, well, it'll probably be the J-Man and Blink podcast. It's probably but. just going to be Carl Carl's show here. So, I mean, like, you know, both you and I, we know how to speak Hopi and, and mm-hmm. to a to a degree. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I think that, well, I, I learned through my parents. Yeah. I learned through my parents and well, it was a combination of my parents, my so'o, my so'os and my kua'a because they always spoke Hopi to us when we were children. And so that's kind of how we picked it up. My taha, my yeah. moms, my other moms, my mom's sisters, they all spoke nothing but Hopi to us. I, and I think that that's pretty much how I, it developed for me as a kid. Yeah, I know. Because uh, my taha, he would he would tease us because we, as kids, we never knew how to speak Hopi. We understood Hopi, yeah. but we never knew how to speak yeah. it. So he like, you know, he would tease us that we were just, uh, you know, little white kids in brown clothing. <laughs> so, and, and I, I learned through, through other guys that would just do, and the way that you learn Hopi is 
you learn all the dirty jokes first. You do? Yeah. But, you know, I I definitely think that, especially at least with Hopi, and, you know, it might be similar or it might be different for other uh, native languages, but I think to learn Hopi, you have to be tough-skinned. Oh, yeah. Because then, you know, you're going to be made fun of. Oh, yeah. Especially when you make mistakes. And I think a lot of people out there have issue with that. Like, they they don't like it, the fact that they're teased by, by speakers. But then, you know, the whole teasing thing, that's a part of our culture. That's a part of the reservation culture. And, you know, it's referenced to as uh, as toxic or, you know, all these different terminologies. But then that's just how we grew up. And my always thought was that, you know, if you can endure the teasing, if you can endure being made fun of, but then learn the language yourself then you can teach it however you want to teach it. You can be nicer about it to people if they want to learn how to uh, learn the language from you. But it's just, you know, if you really want to learn it, then then that's something that you just unfortunately have to endure if that's something that you're not accustomed to. Because I've been laughed at. I've been teased, but because I've wanted to learn that I, I would kind of just put my head down and just take the teasing. Take the, and then the hitting, yeah. Because then, you know, I, I guess, uh, for, for example, you know, in the Kiva, yeah, one of the older men was asking for my nephew, you know, his, his, uh, Ryan, Ryan Hakami, you know, where did Ryan go? And he said, oh, bam, uh, bam I said, bam but then, you know, nenga is uh, a plural, yeah, plural word. You say that when a bunch of people leave, then you say nenga. And then he laughed at me and then he said, Bamiyama. And then I said, Oh, okay. Then 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 I repeated it, Bamiyama. And so, you know, it's just those types of things that you have to you have to uh learn in that in that type of classroom setting, yeah. I guess. Um Yamaha. <laughs> Bum Yamaha. Bum Yamaha. <laughs> just make fun of people that say that as well. <laughs> but, I mean, I guess, you know, thank you though for everybody that did propose questions and you know we hope that we answered them to the best that we can and you know we do apologize if we didn't get to your question yeah. but definitely you know it's given us a lot of ideas for some uh, future podcast episodes. so look out for that because we are going to be getting ready for season five season five season five i was right and our one year anniversary and our one year anniversary is coming so we are going to be doing a lot with the youtube videos as well too so look out for that we got a lot of exciting things that are going to be happening with uh with with cartoons and and uh (laughs) action figures and Stock motion. We're going to be making I, a movie. I, I wish I could tell you that Carl is joking, but. <laughs> but I'm actually telling the truth. <laughs> and so, uh, but yeah, next month we're going to be celebrating our one-year-old birthday as a podcast. Oh, yeah. So all you beautiful snake ladies, sand Come clan to me ladies, first. eagle clan Come ladies, to me first. sun clan, sun forehead. Come to me first. etc. pumpkin clan ladies. If you guys want to bring some cakes <laughs> to the uh, studio. And for me. Carl and I would uh, appreciate it but corn clan ladies no yeah corn clan stay, ladies stay you you come and you bring yourself <laughs> <laughs> so you know look out for that look out for all of that exciting things that are going to be happening i'm sorry that we didn't get to your questions all of the questions but we did run out of time and so if you have a, if you have a deep burning question that you want to ask us go ahead and slide into our dms on instagram or on facebook and we're always available and if you want to ask more questions or how to become a sponsor or anything else just email us at cjpodcast85 at gmail.com if you want to donate something
giving to us like uh, like money. If you want to donate a, a fund, cupcakes. Go, <laughs> I accept cupcakes. <laughs> go to anchor.fm slash cjpodcast85 to become a monthly, pie. Man likes pie. monthly donor. Pie. Or if you want to just donate a dollar, go to buymeacoffee.com slash cjpodcast and donate one dollar or more to uh, to help us out. You can follow us on our social media accounts, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, at Carl and J-Man. If you're listening to this, I am forcing Carl to put all of our bonus episodes on YouTube. So if you're listening to this <laughs> on YouTube, hit that subscribe button, hit the likes. We're getting closer to 100,000 subscribers. Oh, yeah. Keep making those accounts and keep uh, hitting sub- like and subscribe because <laughs> I already made 100 and I think I'm already maxed out. So <laughs> <laughs> he got banned. I got from banned from making more YouTube accounts. So. <laughs> I think the I think there's like 200 uh, 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 what is it subscribers and 100 of them are mine. So there's only so many ways you can spell Carl on say Carl. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you for listening to Carl and J Man Save the World podcast. My name is Carl, and this is my best friend J Man. So long, quack quack. <laughs>